This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you, you stop listening right now. <laughs> Blood alone moves the wheels of history! Have you ever asked yourselves in an hour of meditation, which everyone finds during the day, how long we have been striving for greatness? <laughs> Not only the years we've been at war, the war of work, but from the moment, as a child, when we realized that the world could be conquered, it has been a lifetime struggle, a never-ending fight, I say to you, and you will understand that it is a privilege to fight. We are warriors! Salesmen of Northeastern Pennsylvania, I ask you, once more rise and be worthy of this historical hour. <laughs> Some people will tell you salesman is a bad word. They'll conjure up images of used car dealers and door-to-door charlatans. This is our duty to change their perception. I say, salesmen and women of the world, unite. We must never acquiesce, for it is together. Together that we prevail. We must never cede control of the motherland, for it is together Australia. He really roused the crowd. You got you got to hand it to him. Got him on their feet and yeah, got him yeah. up and and talking about what was important. I uh <laughs> A lot like Trump. This will be my template when I finally run for office. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny uh that you should mention that. Why? Uh, well, given a couple of factors, uh the Missouri State flag for one now hanging prominently in Tripod 2. Yeah. I uh it's Populi Suprema. Yep. Salus Alex <laughs> Esto. And have you Googled that? What does that mean? That means Matt will be president. <laughs> <clears throat> that being said, um, yeah, there's a Missouri flag hanging prominently in tripod too above our heads. No, it's funny that you, you when you said, oh, well, when I run for office, because of the, are you Googling it now? Because of the, um, the back across the bridge. Remember the joke we made a year ago? And then someone clearly from the county council from or from St. Charles City Government yeah. listens to our podcast. Clearly we have influence <laughs> because they were like, hmm, back across the bridge. We all want it. Can't say it that way. How can we achieve it? Yeah. And then they did so. Well, I mean, it's a small step in the right direction <laughs> to keep uh, 
I mean, there are so many other places where you can put up uh, uh, the nightlife area. Right. Why does it have to be on historic Maine? Right. You know, and that's part of the move, I think, with the whole development there, uh, just south of Fifth on South Fifth Street. Oh yeah, the whole nightlife. Yeah, it's the it's, it's with the it's soda, soda. Bar Louie and Prosano yeah, and all the others. It's a miniature like you know nightlife, but totally inorganic and and not you know it's fabricated. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which is fine. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's like an amusement music amusement park for adults. You know. Yeah. Only get drunk and get laid. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So. Which are the two most amusing things that adults can do? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the the Salus Populi Suprema Lex Esto found on the Missouri state flag, which is now you, prom, it's, I'm proudly hanging in my kitchen. You are just f- mere feet from our broadcasting uh, from tripod two. That's right, tripod two. Uh, it means uh, Salus Populi Suprema Lex Esto means uh, the uh, well blood f- alone moves the wheels of history. <laughs> <laughs> the welfare of the people uh, shall be supreme. Ah. Yeah. So is that like a democratic thing? or what's... <laughs> I imagine it's just, you know, like if the people are doing good, then that's then, all that matters. Then we're all doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how, let's see, how, what ways can we attribute Missouri's government and how they, that, how they have put that into practice? Low cigarette tax. That's a plus. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. doing good if they don't have to pay extra for their cigarettes. Sure. Sure. Uh, what else? Well, that's it. Well, we got a lot of politicians <laughs> that get fired. Yeah, but isn't that everywhere now? I feel like that's everywhere. Well, sure it is, but we get r- ridiculous amounts of, uh, you know, our cops kill each other. That's something that's got going for us. That's true. We don't. Yeah, we don't have a problem with black on black violence anymore. We have a problem with cop on cop. Cop violence. on cop violence. That's yeah. right. It's the because our turned, police. Officers, and I'm happy for one. Well, our police officers are see. trying to be progressive. <laughs> We're trying to turn the tables on the black on, you know, the right. on police violence. Right. Because everywhere know. you turn, it's black on black crime, black on yeah, black crime. Yeah. No, not here in Missouri. No. Nope. We've we, turned the page on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we believe in diversity. We're progressive. Like the diversity yeah. of taking a bullet to the chest when you're a 22-year-old woman playing Russian roulette <laughs> with a couple on-duty police officers. <laughs> is that what? I never read the story. Is that what was jurisdiction? It? Is that what yeah, was going yeah. on? Yeah, so it's one in the morning. Russian roulette. That's the official story. Right? It's Russian roulette. Yeah. Which is weird because I'll get into all that, which is weird because... Folks don't play about that. For 12 one? <laughs> hours after this story broke, yeah. a rumor started to go around on social media uh-huh. that it was Russian roulette. They were playing a game of Russian roulette. but uh-huh. As a joke. As a joke. And everybody was like, that's stupid. That's so stupid. No yeah. one could believe that. <laughs> and no one could find an official source for it. Right. And then the then official story know? that came out four days later was <laughs> yeah, Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, roulette. can you? Can, That's right. Okay, people, can we not see like even in small time pump, like governments how they prime the pump? Right, right, right. You know, they 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 put out an idea out there, thought and viruses, then, and then yeah, like it's a meme, it's a, th- a fucking thought virus, and then they <clears> propagate <throat> it to a point where people are susceptible to believe it, and then they release that as the official story. So now what? So one thirty in the morning. Okay, so the story goes: the young is. Uh, She's off duty. She's 22 years old, police officer. Right. Off duty. Goes to the house of uh, someone who, there's rumors that she was romantically entangled with them, but then again, nothing substantial. Substantial. And those rumors came out like within hours of this happening. Okay. So it seems like, again, more priming of the prompt, more putting out an, an unofficial narrative into the gossip sphere of the internet. Right. To, you know, sort of satiate. So people think that they have the whole story. Well, this young lady, 22, police officer, goes to 
the house. Now, of, this is Missouri, so let me ask. Uh, white or black on the young lady? Oh, white. White, okay. white, okay. white woman. She goes to, she's off duty. She goes to the house right. of uh, this other police officer, and him and his partner are both there, and they're on duty. It's one in the morning. At his house. At his house, which is completely outside of where he was supposed to be at the time. Okay. She gets shot in the chest somehow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. Neighbors, neighbors uh-huh. uh, said that there was yelling. Uh-huh. And uh, Well, every game of Russian roulette that I've been a part of, yeah. there's been yelling. By the I way, this was, this was in like da- <laughs> near downtown St. Louis. This was like midtown St. Okay. Louis. So okay. this is a heavily populated area. She says, uh, neighbors said that there was yelling and shouting, right. what sounded like a scuffle, and then uh, she gets shot in the chest, dies mm-hmm. on the way to the hospital. Jesus. And then uh, the two cops get uh, get put uh, in the hospital on suicide watch for like a week, and then now they're released. And now the Hollywood Patrol stepped in and was like, this, um, the St. Louis Police Department was like, we're going to launch... A full An investigation. investigation. Yeah. We're mm. hand that investigation over to the Highway Patrol, mm. the Missouri State Highway Patrol, not the FBI or something like that, but you know the Highway well, Patrol. Having seen two and a half seasons of True Detective, yeah. I can safely say that is the best way to do it. Anyway, the Highway Patrol uh, yeah. investigates, and after two days, c- concludes that it was a game of Russian roulette gone wrong. <laughs> oh, hold on. Are there games of Russian roulette that go right? The official. <laughs> the official story is that. These these two uh, cops were lovers, former lovers, uh-huh. and then they were playing Russian roulette and drinking while on duty because I guess that's what you do when you're a cop at well, one in the morning. It's got to be boring. And the I, one uh, cop who didn't shoot her says he got a, he didn't want to play. He decided not not to play. Got up, decided to bow walk, out of the game of Russian roulette. Walked out of the room, uh huh, and then Bam. heard the gun go off. Yeah. And they were pointing it at you know each other. Mm. Is what happened. Well, I mean, come on. Anyway, and then uh, he said that one police officer who shot the the other officer yeah. went outside and smashed his head up against the uh, rear view, or the, I'm sorry, the uh, the back. Um, like the back, back panel, back the, glass or whatever? Yeah, the back window of his police cruiser and busted it out with his head because the glass was busted out of his police cruiser on the, the on the back. And he was taken to the hospital, and he had like you know bruises on his face. Except if you sm- you you can't smash out the window of a police cruiser because they're fucking bulletproof. Like you can't do that with your forehead. Well, like un- un- it depends on the cruiser, but I don't know that you could do that on a regular car because that glass is designed to like. Yeah, unless your forehead is made out of you know uh, titanium, right? Well, yeah, made unless out you're of the goddamn Terminator, iron, <laughs> right? Solid iron right. forehead. Yeah. You're not doing anything. Was the officer's name Tony Stark? Because no. No, it was not. <laughs> Puts his head through the... Really? Yeah. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. That's... So what we have is... That doesn't make any sense. So we have... It really doesn't. You know, no. The Russian roulette thing doesn't make any sense. So we have two on-duty police officers... Right. ...at one of their homes, completely away from where they're, where supposed, they're supposed to be, to be patrolling. On duty. Right. On duty. Right. And then an on off-duty officer arrives there. Mm. There's a busted-out window... There's a commotion, there's yelling, there's fighting, a gun goes off, and a woman is dead. Were they inebriated? Do we know? Uh, they probably I, didn't release that. I, I'm not sure what toxicology said, but uh, like the, again, that was one of the Because if we like, throw alcohol into the mix, then it all makes sense to me. Well, one, but- of, the, one of the rumors, <laughs> unsubstantiated, of course, was that you know it was cocaine. They were all they were cocaine. Oh, well, I do yeah. love cocaine. Well, 
Nothing wrong with a little. It sounds like to me nose powder. Like two guys who were doing something crooked, and a third cop who was maybe goody two shoes trying to step in and stop them, and she wound up dead. Potentially, I also see uh, you know just going out on a limb here. Two dudes, one chick, supposedly a romantic entanglement at one point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I, I mean, will you, you also, bang so and so. You did too. I think maybe we're seeing There's a fight on your hands. I think maybe we're I mean, seeing uh, a, a secret civil war going on in the, in the, in the St. <laughs> Charles Police Department. Now, listen, no, you laugh, but listen. Six months ago, yeah, there was uh, during a uh, uh, protest. Um, uh, I forget what protest it was. It was one like six months ago for fill in the blank rights of something or other. <laughs> Like a, it was like an anti-Trump protest or something else like that. Okay, right, right before the the midterm elections. Okay, okay. And there was a a bunch of cops who went undercover as protesters. Okay, to sort of listen for violence or what? I don't. Well, to to infiltrate protesters and see if there was going, you know, they were planning any violence. Okay. And they ran across another, or they ran across uh, a group of. Uh, Uniformed, or I'm sorry, ununiformed police officers who were also posing as protesters. And one side got their ass kicked by the other, like put in the hospital because of it. Really? It came, yeah, it came out like the, the, there were two different factions. But did they know that they were cops? Uh, like you would have to. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have, you have undercover cops. Fighting with other undercover fighting cops. Fighting with under, other uh, undercover cops who are actively protesting. Okay. So there's not... So maybe that's a little misleading. There's one group of cops that are there just to observe. Okay. Right? Right. And they're playing clothes. They're just looking at observing. There's another group of cops that are acting as... Agi- acting prote- as protesters. Protesters. Right. right. You know, agent provocateurs. Uh-huh. Trying to rally up the crowd. Right. right. And so the plainclothes cops... Right. Attack the... pro. I'm sorry. No, it was the protesters. Right. The group of protester cops attacked someone in the plain clothes as though they were protesting and beat the fucking shit out of them. Now, how does this... Do you, and, and Maybe I'm way off base here. Does this have anything to do with this new thing that just came out about merging the city and the county? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Individual municipalities fighting for, for power because they know something's coming down the pipeline that's going to make... All these little municipalities go away, which is a big problem in St. Louis, honestly. Yeah, the municipalities. Yeah, yeah. Because you have you have different rules. You know, you travel well, two miles and there's completely different rules. Right. You know. Yeah. So would it just be? And I just saw the headline. I don't know, but would it would it then just be St. Louis County, all one, just one big? Well, you'd have different precincts like they do in other major cities, because you know, in other major cities, Chicago, right, uh, New York, they have precincts, right. You know. We have municipalities, and the municipalities, however, don't answer to one higher authority. Right. They simply answer to themselves and the state government. But they'll call on them when, they're, when shit's about to hit the fan. Well, sure, yeah. 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 Anyhow. Yeah, St. Louis Matt, is a fucking... St. Louis is a pit, you know? <laughs> well, there's racism, there's roulette, cut roulette, on the air tonight, you know, but no, <laughs> fuck no. I'm good. <laughs> Anyways, this episode of Give That Some Thought uh, is brought to you by KombuchaCon. Uh, get your tickets now for KombuchaCon. Matt will not be speaking. He was the keynote speaker last year. Uh, and unfortunately, as, as previously mentioned, he acted out of hand. It's going to be uh, a gassy good time, folks. Come on out. 
Seriously, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna uh, drink some vinegar. Yeah, we're gonna you know drink some foot water. Yep, it's yep. gonna be great. The, the all the natural carbonation girls are gonna be there giving out free samples. <laughs> and you know they wear those skippy outfits. They do. You know they do. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. They're like the Red Bull girls with those big Red Bull backpacks. Yeah, the, yeah. The, only they got the pat the patchwork booty shorts. Yeah, just regular booty shorts. Yep. Kombuchicon, ladies and gentlemen, kombuchicon.com. Get your tickets now. Yeah, promo code GTST for a damn good time. Um, now here's a headline that I did want to talk to you about, Matt. Okay. Because I think that we had talked about it, um, when it happened, obviously, and there was a huge, huge number of questions, uh, that we discussed and different possibilities. And I've read some things. I read some things right when it happened and curious if anything new has come out. Perhaps you have come across it, but, um, I'm glad to finally put this to bed. I know. I'm sure most of America is as well. It's from the AP News. FBI finds no specific motive in Vegas attack that killed 58. Good. So I'm, I'm glad we can finally put that to bed. Yeah. It's done. It's in the past. And now now we have uh, some closure here. Yep. Um, it's good to have. For those of you who don't know, uh, the Vegas shooter <laughs> from a year and a half ago, yeah. he had no reason. There was no motive. Yeah. He just... he He... Stockpiled weapons in a room for months and months on end, right? Which logistically he would have had to do to have that, you know, type of armory. Yeah, to get past security, and you yeah. know, since they never actually had any film of him going in and out of the 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 hotel, except for that one time he was carrying a a above like a average size briefcase. Oh, yeah, that one time. Yeah, but never ever any other footage of him carrying. You know, large containers filled with, you know, giant weapons. Well, and it is understandable that we don't have any of that footage. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've been to Vegas. I have. Not a lot of cameras. No, no. Not a lot of security. Um, You know, kind of loose. You can get away with a lot. Yeah. You know, the casinos in particular. In fact, fact, that's why they say (laughs) what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas because nobody, you're not allowed to take any video or photograph anything in Vegas. Anywhere. No, that's right. That's why there's so few pictures of Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, except for the pit boss, because I've seen twenty one. I know how it works. Yeah, yeah. well, fucking Kevin Spacey. Anyway, um, yeah, a man stockpiled weapons and guns and ammunition in uh, in a room for four months. Played uh, was a very successful video poker player at the casino. It was a high stakes gambler, man. That's how the AP describes it. A high stakes video poker. Which, by the way, can can video poker be high stakes? First of all. Yes, yes. Yeah. Can it? Yeah. Okay. Depends on how big of an idiot you are. <laughs> if you play Russian roulette yeah. and video poker, there's a reason why, it's high stakes. There's why video poker isn't a thing, right? <laughs> it's because you can't play competitively with it because the house always wins on average. Yeah. Always. The computer. You don't say. It, yeah. You're playing against the computer. Shocking news. Yeah. Well, you heard it here for, first, folks. <laughs> in, in a town where the, one of the slogans is the house always wins. Right. And yeah, it, the house always wins, especially it, when the house is electronic. Yeah, video <laughs> poker machines are one of the most rigged games. It's like saying I'm, I'm a professional slot machine player, bitch. You're not. How how much debt do you have? <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. No yeah. one can be a professional because in order to be a professional at something, you have to earn a living doing it. That's what it means to have a profession. Right. Right. Yeah. This uh, my profession is how I make my living. It's my livelihood. Right. You can't. <laughs> Get a net positive over any sort of aggregated amount of time, right? Playing slot machines, nor can you video poker. No. So there's no way you could be a very successful professional video poker because there's no way you can make money doing it. Right. You're only losing money. 
yeah. and wasting time, which is why the people who pull 80% of the slot, slot machine levers in this country are waiting to die. <laughs> They're geriatrics. <laughs> They're 80 and sitting on a, a quarter quarter million and are like, let's make that an even 100,000 before my, <laughs> my kids get to it. Yeah, let's, let's turn that into six grand so we can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just gonna find my boxes. I'm a professional cash burner, by yeah. the way, Matt. It's my new profession. My children, when I die, they're gonna have they're gonna find boxes upon boxes of old, useless scratchers. Right. Yeah. You know? Because there are all those people all you, scratched. Well, if the thing with scratchers, at least in Missouri, is if you if you they're worth like two cents a piece. Okay. Even if they're voided, even if they've been scratched off. Oh, can you turn them back in? You can turn them back in. You to make a dollar though, you have to have like you know like, several hundred. Yeah, <laughs> like a box worth. But if you if you're the kind of person who gets scratch off tickets, you know every day. Yeah. With, at the with your coke at the gas station. Yeah. Or you know whatever, your gas station coffee. You buy the two dollar scratcher. Yeah. You know, and you scratch it off and you save them. If you do that every day for you know years and years and years on end, you'll have enough to you know get fifty dollars back from Missouri Lottery. <laughs> Somebody was making a joke about scratchers or gambling or something the other day, and I proudly said, and I had to think about it to make sure it was the case, that I proudly said, and it is the truth, I have never bought a, a, a scratcher, scratchers, lottery tickets, uh, Mega Million, any, any of that stuff, lotto, like none of, I've n- never bought it, not one single time. Yeah. The only time I've gambled money is on politics with friends and friendly bets. Or or at, at the casino where I've put in you know two hundred bucks total my whole life. That's well, it, and I'm pr- and I'm fucking proud of that. Yeah, because it's a goddamn poor people's tax. I hate it. I've I've spent money at the casino, but but, but I have never been the person who's like, hey guys, let's go to the casino. Right. I'm like, oh, we're all going to the casino. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And then uh, you know, usually if I have if I have money and I'm feeling squirrely, <laughs> I'll go sit. You at call the- a hook. Oh. No, I'll go, I'll go sit at the three dollar, five dollar poker table. <laughs> yeah, and play against actual people. Table games. Look at you. Because I've never done it. Because is it hard? It's a little intimidating when you first start to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd probably be intimidated if I sat down there today because I haven't done it in years and years. But I'm gonna watch twenty one and then go do it. <laughs> but <laughs> get myself thrown out. Um, I've never played blackjack, only poker. But yeah. uh, because if you do that, you can actually win against other people. Right. Yeah, because you're playing them as well exactly. as the dealer, and yeah. you know the dealers take takes uh, like two percent of every pot over a certain amount. Right. Like I think it's if if the blind has been doubled or tripled, they take you know a certain percentage of it. Or, right. No, it's I think it's the blind has gone up. If Why the blind's it? been gone up like oh, more than ten percent or uh, by ten times. Right. You know. Right. The blind's five dollars, and the pot ends up being fifty dollars. The dealer takes five bucks off. Gotcha. The winner. But you're still playing the other people for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. The dealer's just taking 5% here and there. Yeah. Makes sense. We should have have a tripod poker night, man. Yeah, well. It'd just be me and you. Yeah. (laughs) People calling in on Skype. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I actually, I have Zoom now. I use Zoom for work now. I used Zoom last night. Really? Yeah. For for what? Uh, calling into uh the THC Plus show. Nice. Yeah, he does for members only once a month. Well, I was gonna do. I was gonna put the number on like Facebook, like when we record, and see if anybody calls. Yeah, no, do Just, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Let's <laughs> see, see what happens. You know, you should. Why are we doing it now? I can. Yeah, let's do it now. All right. Well, you hey, got a spitball for a second. Well, I'll finish up about the Vegas thing. So yeah. So and what was his name? I forgot his name. Stephen Paddock. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, Stephen Paddock, who. His entire professional career, like, okay, so let's go over what we went over, we, you know, uh, stockpiling weapons in a room, 
would have to have been for months, right? Uh, with n- no no apparent motive to ever use them for anything, right? And then go has and, and you know just kills people. The only motive was to just kill a bunch of people. So, you're saying he's crazy, right? Okay, that's you know he is a crazy dude. However, he was also a crazy dude. Let's just go with that for a second, right? Who had been working for the federal government in various positions and in various agencies, bouncing around back and forth for more than thirty years? He had been he had been working. He was uh, naval intelligence. He was in the navy, naval intelligence, right? Then he worked for the IRS for many years. Then uh, he bounced around to uh, FAA. He went to the FAA air traffic controller, working as a pilot, right? Um, then back to the IRS, um, and then he was kind of just not doing anything. Uh, to me, As you so- do. to me, it sounds like the guy was was being groomed in the navy for some sort of military intelligence to go into another agency and be an agent, but it was too incompetent to do it. So they decided, you know what, we'll just keep our hooks into him, hang on to him, and make him a patsy. And I think that's what it, what it, what he was. He was he was a patsy. He was a guy set up to do something, <clears throat> but more importantly, to take the fall for something. Right. I don't think he was the one shooting out the out of the windows. There are multiple. Multiple reports of multiple gunmen. Um, I think it was some sort of uh, arms slash drug deal gone wrong between um, uh, some sort of federal agency and uh, Saudi intelligence who owned that building and who had occupied the the top five floors. Um, uh, the The crazy thing it was it was uh, the floor just uh, just below or two floors below. What the Saudis own, where he fired from, right? You know, it sounds to me like I thought it was the floors above him, like the four floors above. Yeah, no, that's where, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it sounds to me like you know, hey, fire into this group of people, but make it look like it's not us, right? Who knows? So that we can get a do you and do you think it was a scenario of so that we can get away with X or or so we can just get away maybe? Right, there's a helipad on top of the roof, you know. Was there? Yeah, it's a, it's a giant resort. Of course, there's helipads on top of the roof. You think you think you think the sheik of uh, of Saudi Arabia, you know, is gonna is gonna walk in through the front door? Come on, <laughs> of course not. He owns the building, right? He's not gonna wait in line. He's gonna have to spend ten mil- minutes in the ele- elevator that where normal people are. Right. You know. Anyway, um, there's something fishy. And then, boom, right after that, you know, we have, uh, well, it was what, right after Trump? I don't know. Was it uh, right before? I think it was it before. Was, it was like a week before Trump was elected, right? I thought it was, hold on, let me pull up the thing. Uh, October 1st, wasn't it? 64-year-old. October. October 1st, 2017. So he was president. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe it was some sort of... Uh, Paddock, you know, who acted alone, fatally shot himself as police closed down. Military, some sort of military operation. That's crazy. Um, There's 100% like... Against the House of... It's some sort of military operation that, that Trump had gotten himself into. Um, you think so? No. <laughs> Trump orchestrated uh, a move on the on the Saudis, maybe. I.e., Trump getting rid of the old Clinton Foundation, people who had their claws in, in the White House and in military intelligence, perhaps. Right. Um, you know... The Defense Intelligence Agency, and then, uh, you know, trying to, to, to bugger a deal with the Saudis and then get the Saudis 
out of their, uh, which they definitely have their tendrils in the U.S. government, but maybe try to uh, get rid of one element of that. Right. The whole thing is cloak and dagger, and we can really only speculate because we're kind of too close to it, you know. Right. Even now, there's you know, well, that's ten it, different nine eleven theses. See, here, here, here's my thing about the whole the whole uh, uh, Vegas shooting. Because because I I struggle I struggle I really do struggle going down I know conspiracy. you struggle <laughs> reading things like that. basic arithmetic human interaction yeah you know. love um, <laughs> getting boners it's all a struggle over here no but I struggle going down conspiracy road because I'm I'm concerned looking back at the PizzaGate saga right yeah that's that's very concerning to me. You know, and then the dude got shot and blah, 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 blah. It's just, it's just, I'm very, and I'm not even here to say, oh, every aspect of Pizzagate and, and Podesta's and or, um, what was the guy's name? The main dude who ran it, who, or who, who ran the restaurant that, that had all the creepy stuff on Instagram and the creepy captions and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, cause stuff like that. It's like, well, that's, that's, that's concerning. I don't care who you are and how you look at that. That's concerning. Right. But on the flip side, you can't, you can't just rush down this hole like the internet does sometimes. Yeah, you know, or like conspiracy culture does sometimes. But that being said, when it comes to Vegas, and especially like with this news today, where it's like, oh, the FBI just determined there's no motive. Is that possible? Like face value, is that possible? No. It's extremely remote, yeah. but I think it is possible. Given the fact that it's extremely remote vaguely still possible when you look at things like the jfk thing where when those documents came out that were just recently declassified and you can look at it and you're like oh like we were lied directly to our faces yeah how can you possibly believe an official narrative about almost anything now yeah those are the questions that i have because it's like okay and i'm not here to 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 spin off you know off the wall theories and keep spending them and whatever. Who knows? I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened at the Vegas shooting. I don't know what happened at Sandy Hook. I don't know what happened at a lot of other places. But when the government says, here's something that we're calling an official story and uh, it doesn't make sense at all. Oh, and also there's documented evidence that we've lied directly to your face about these other events. Yeah. Like, that's where my confusion sets in because I'm like, okay, well, I can't, I can't buy these things that you're telling me that don't make sense at all when I know you've lied straight to my fucking face before. Yeah, because that I can't do. Well, that's that's a dance I don't. It's a part of know, the, it's do. a part of the control mechanism because you have, and you'll notice this: nine eleven, it happened. Sandy Hook, it happens. Right. Various mass shootings, they happen. Uh, the Las Vegas shooting, this is what happened. Right. Oh my God. We've just been, uh, this is CNN, we've just been told there's an active shooter in blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, planes just flew into the building, blah, 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 blah. And then two hours later, they say, come on and say, this is who it is. <laughs> we've caught the suspect. The suspect killed themselves. Right. It's true. To turn the gun on themselves. Immediately, and then they immediately stab- establish motive and bring on talking heads to be like, blah, 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 blah. Yes, he was disturbed, deep, deeply disturbed individual. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And that's the, the day of. It didn't. Even, it wasn't even half of a day. Yeah. On nine eleven, we already knew that it was Osama bin Laden. Right. We knew who these people were. We knew Mohammed Atta. We knew all all these names, and we knew all the details of it. Because it's like, hey, hey, Americans, tragedy, panic, 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 panic. Right. You're all gonna die. Hey, 
We caught him. We, all's the good. government Moving did on. its duty. That's right. <laughs> we know. Be at peace. You know, yeah. just, well, hey, we got to implement these measures. Trust in your government. Yeah, we got to implement yep. these measures now. Fruit of, uh, you know, the Patriot Act. Here it is. You know, mm-hmm. 5,000 pages we came up with in 30 days. <laughs> Let's just green light that all the way through Congress while we wave our American flags yep. and, and tip Beat back a beer with listening to Toby Keith. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Have you ever willingly listened to Toby Keith? Yes. Willingly? Yes. Early Toby Keith, pre-9-11 Toby Keith is great. Is it totally different? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. All I know is post-9-11 Toby Keith. Pre-9-11 Toby Keith is amazing. Post-9-11 Toby Keith. The biggest tragedy of 9-11 is Toby (laughs) Keith's music. Honestly. You go from I should have been a cowboy to Red Solo Cup. You know, right? You, sh- you go from uh, "How do you like me now?" to uh, uh, "Beer from a horse." Beer from my horses. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, it's it's fucking tragedy is what it was. <laughs> it's what we lost on nine eleven. You don't think you don't think you think of all the countless lives, yeah. and the economic, yeah, uh, 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 impact, the economic yeah. impact, and the infrastructure impact, and yeah. the fear. That gripped this country and the the trauma the, to its core. The, the, yeah, we're we're still trying to get over it. Yeah, the lies that have been told. Yeah, that pales in comparison with what we lost <laughs> when we when Toby <laughs> Keith started producing <laughs> shitty music, yeah. and that's the real trauma of nine eleven was on Toby Keith. Yeah, he could Clearly. no longer write good music. Yeah, he could he couldn't fathom it. <laughs> yeah, I like. Uh, there's a lot of country that I like, and pre nine eleven Toby Keith is some of the best. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, one of the great country songs in my mind yeah. is "I Should Have Been a Cowboy." It's, oh, well, it's we'll, a great song. We'll play it out on okay. the show yeah. uh, today because I've I've never heard it and I uh, I'm looking forward to it. Great music, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, no, but, it's uh, fantastic. Anyways, I asked you before we got on, but I am going to ask you on the show. So, have you gotten flu this year? Because it's going around. Colin, friend of the show, by the way, I, I he posted on Instagram this afternoon. He's got like a fever of like 105. Oh yeah, he's getting an IV and all kinds of shit. Wow. Yeah, he's getting that. Monsanto cure put right in his arm. Sure, sure. But uh, did you get the flu? I have not gotten the flu yet. Did you get the flu vaccine? No. And that's something. Mm-hmm. I um, did. You want to ask me? Uh, have you gotten the flu? I have not. Did Did you get the flu vaccine? I did not. Mm. Curious. Yeah, but uh, do you know other people who've gotten the flu vaccine? I do. Like who? Uh, different folks. Uh, people close to you? Yeah. People close F- to family me. members. Family members. Yeah. Uh, who got the flu vaccine? Different folks. And th- did they get the flu? They did. Did they? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mild case. Yeah. Sometimes. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I, I don't keep track of who my family has gotten. F- I don't. I don't care if you got a flu shot or not. Like. Yeah. That's that's. Your I just business. think. I just think. Like. And I don't go down anti-vaccine road. Yeah. I, I really don't. Yeah. I vaccinated my kids. I've been open about about that on the show. I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. And to me, it was like rolling a dice. You know, yeah. and I wanted to roll it with where I felt the odds were. Yeah. That I, being said, the flu vaccine's bullshit. Yeah. I did. I did. Hundred percent. I did get a pretty <laughs> gnarly uh, sinus infection that led to like uh, maybe mild bronchitis for yeah. a couple of days. Yeah. Could um, also be the marble reds. My I bo- mean, my body fought it off because <laughs> it's strong like warrior, and uh, I've got that good uh, gut flora. That's right. Thanks, kombucha. kombucha. Yeah. Thanks, kombucha. Now, is that one of the safe brands? Because I've seen that. Because that comes from Aldi's, doesn't it? Doesn't Aldi's? No, this is Walmart. Yeah. 
If you're drinking organic kombucha, you best buy it from a corporate entity, son. Like no, I think Aldi's has. Uh, I don't know if it's that one, but yeah. Aldi's has a kombucha, and they have. They have. I was. I drank GTS for a little while. Um, I should. I should. Excuse me. I should drink it again. I think um, that, I believe this company is owned by Pepsi. Anyway, I take ginseng and vitamin C. Every no day. one cares. Every day, no one cares. That's my flu shot. Okay. Well, you know what? I drink. I drink the kombucha, and uh, I keep weed. my my weed. keep my liver uh, uh, well lubricated. Yeah, lugubrious. <laughs> um. No, so yeah, I I, I didn't. That's I, weird. It's I got rock, uh, <laughs> sick, but nothing that kept me down. Really, you know, still went to work. Whatever. Yeah. I did bad cough, and you can probably still hear it in my throat a little bit. Yeah, it's about a month of just not feeling great. Yeah. Well, last week we got a comment about it, so which which is like, it's oh, normal. It's, it's your voice. I guess it's a, it's a cold. You know, it's it's cold and flu season. Uh, we go through this every winter. We right? do. We do. It's you know, uh, it's the winter time. Your body's immune system is a little bit lower due to the cold. You know, and what can be a sniffle in one person can turn into a cough in somebody else, can turn into a stomach bug, sore throat in somebody else. And, you know, it's this is what this is what humans do. We give each other's diseases. It's one, something we're very good at. It. It's true. We're very good at giving each other diseases. Um, but the flu vaccine is really just based off of last year's flu. Um, you're just trying to keep old flu from going around. So if you had the flu last year, may not work for you, may right. not do anything for you, right? You know, and if you didn't get the flu last year, you're probably going to get a little sick when you get this flu vaccine. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever gotten a flu vaccine. Uh, I think I did once. Every every time I've had the opportunity, the choice to, I've said no. Yeah, I got I got the hepatitis one for food service, but in my adult life, I don't think I've gotten any uh, other vaccines. Yeah, I think I've been pretty pretty straight edged. Uh, now I switched to, so now when I get a cold, because I had a doctor, because I mm-hmm. had insurance for that year, you know, because, um, you know, I was rich. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> she she told me, she's like, the, the Sudafed, which is what I always took to attack a cold. I was like, I got to drive across the river. You know, I got to go back across the bridge mm-hmm. to get the Sudafed, mm-hmm. you know, because because now that we've outlawed Sudafed here in St. Uh, Charles County, by yeah. the way, th- there's no more meth. I don't know if you heard. Yeah. It's yeah. totally gone. But but I would go over to St. Louis, get the Sudafed, come back, um, and really attack it hard with Sudafed. And she told me, she's like, no, it's actually bad for your heart. It raises your heart rate. It's not the greatest thing to take. She's like, it's better to take a 24-hour allergy, like a Zyrtec, mm-hmm. basically, and then a little bit of Flonase. And I was like, oh, shit, lady doctor. That's what's up. Hmm. So, you know, got it this time, about a week. Breathing fine. My wife can't, my wife, my wife can't even breathe. But uh, that being said, Flonase. And the 24-hour allergy pill, way better than the, the Sudafed. Hmm. All because that what that lady doctor told me. Oh. Yeah. The, the same one that told me my cholesterol was a little on the high side. I mean, on one hand, she gave you good medical advice that actually worked. Right. Compared to your old method. On the other hand, she's a lady, so I don't know how she could be right. I know. So I'm still of, very confused. Yeah. Maybe. Like, was there another doctor who was giving her signals from across the room? Could be, or maybe it was like a devil angel on the shoulder kind of thing, like the old commercial. She's probably wearing Could an be. earpiece. Yeah, and like there was a doctor in another room. Like, was it what examination room with like the the one way mirror yeah. in it? Yeah. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah, doctor was on the other side. Probably that's what, probably yeah. what it was. Yeah, he was giving the exam. Yeah, yeah. Did tap his knee, you know that sort mm. of thing. Yeah, probably right. What they probably do is they get the hot lady doctor to right. come in and like put you at ease, right? 
get you in a flustered state or whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, and you think, yo, you're trying to impress the lady doctor or just trying to, you know, to not make a fool. It's some old dude. You don't care. Right. He's seen so many balls, so many butts. (laughs) Right. I saw last week, I saw a butt in the wild. Really? A guy butt in a men's bathroom. Oh, was it? He was doing the all the way down for the B? Yeah. Yeah. That's that ain't right. He's severely it's autistic. A, a very large man too. Carl, see why? I go to wash. My, you... I go to wash my hands, and I I look in the mirror, and there's and just a man's he's ass. The, he's the you know the the urinals are opposite the mirror, and he's there. Right. Sweatpants around his ankles. Jesus Christ! That's 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 disrespectful. And this is uh, like I said, a very obese man. We're talking. At least four bills, a solid four, five probably. Oh my god, that's not right. So then you pulled your pants up and left the bathroom, or what? No, I fucked him in the ass to assert <laughs> dominance. Of course, I left the bathroom. Yeah, of course, there was still soap on my hands. The water was still running. Yeah, I fled. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't leave the bathroom. I fled the bathroom. Are you kidding me? Was this at work? I can't. No comment. No comment. <laughs> Gotcha. Because then he, no, I mean, it wasn't at work. It wasn't at work. I don't that's care fine. if it was. Yeah. Every, but every time I see that, I'm like, that's not why, why, why? Yeah. See, I'm kind of grateful. In, Women in, do in, have that better in this with the in, stalls in yeah. all their bathrooms. Yeah. Because they don't have the opportunity for some idiot to get it in their head that they're going <laughs> to assert dominance by showing more than is necessary. Yeah. Because you're in a stall. Yeah. Right. Men, for some reason, and you you ran across it last week. I've run across it a handful of times in my life. They have it in their head. That this this is something that you can do. This well, is an option. I, I don't I don't think it was he was something that he not. did by choice. <laughs> oh, I think it, it was due to his oh. massive size. He was not able to Properly. hold the pants up. Yeah, and then reach around the gut and various accoutrements <laughs> of an unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah, to, to access yeah the tackle the and bait things that he needed to yeah yeah to get a hold of the twig and berries. He had to complete, he had to disrobe so he could get climb the tree to get into and yeah. access the twig and berries. A handle. Well, in that yeah. case, I do feel a little bad. Yeah, but use the stall. He had to move. If you're going to do that. He had to move the equivalent of what three rendering factories deal with on a daily basis <laughs> out of the way so he could get to his dick. Well, life comes at you real rough. It does. You're not expecting it to. One day you're you're browsing Reddit on your phone and you you do your business. You come out the stall, and then the next thing you know. Staring at a man's ass. Guy butt right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know when you have a golden delicious apple? It's real big, fat, and juicy on apples. big, fat, and juicy on top. And then at the very base, it's like super narrow. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like. <laughs> like a normal guy's butt yeah. on an ogre's body. <laughs> Shrek ass. It's, yeah. Yeah. Disrespectful. Did you have anything you want to talk about? I mean, I've talked about something. I, I'm, I mean, I've talked about some things that I want to talk about. What? Well, what was it? Was I want to talk about? We had. Uh, Were you going to talk about the book that I brought you? I don't. Oh yeah, you brought me the copy of Pigs in the Parlor. Yeah, it's uh, one of the first books on spirituality. Probably the first book on quote unquote spirituality I've ever ever read. Now, is that from a it Christian was, perspective? Uh, oh, oh God, yes. Oh okay. yeah, it's all like Southern Baptist casting out demons. It's, it's, a, it's a protocol book for casting out demons. Nice. Name it and claim it. I thought it. that was just the Bible. Yeah, remove curses, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah. blah. Um, 
now that I, I was looking through it earlier before the show, now that I, you know, look through it and, you know, various things refresh my memory. Yeah. It's more of the power of positive thinking, just applied demonology. <laughs> and then... The de- oh, Tony Robbins is going to cast the, out demons. The demonology <laughs> is nothing more than, uh, than like, psychological traits, yeah. right? So you are... When you cast out a demon, you're saying, Jesus, cast out this demon of my son being lazy in Jesus' name. Right. Or fearfulness or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or me masturbating in Jesus' name, right? No. You're not really... Ca- There's not a demon you're casting out so much as making a mental... Block milestone yeah. footnote in yeah. your mind that you're then you're, with your psyche then goes back to with Jesus yeah tied to something you know psychologically significant to you i.e. your faith yeah and you've then you feel as though you've given that over and a higher power is helping you increasing your confidence level psychologically subconsciously yeah so that you know you go to jerk off and, and you, you don't do it Jesus. you know you yeah. go to be lazy so. and you're, you're you know you don't it's 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 um Norman Vincent Peale it's the secret. Mm. It's it's the power of positive thinking. Did you ever watch that documentary I told you, asked you to? Uh, like half of it. I'm not yeah. sure. What'd you think? About the half. Um, not, not, get not bad. It. Not, Xbox, not, not terrible. Um, yeah. Interesting. I mean, I mean, yeah, kind of. Not necessarily who I thought. Like yeah. to me, he was always in the category of the snake oil salesman. Yeah. Right? You, you Ty Lopez, you Grant Carnell, that sort of thing. But remember, there's an incredible but, amount of value and a incredible amount of power in the truth. Yeah. And then you repackage the truth to fit your needs, and people are going to follow it. Right. Um, I, um, you got to kill your heroes. That's something I, I truly believe in. I was reading on uh, on Facebook today. A post my sister had posted about Ravi Zacharias. Mm. Oh, he's a he's a big one. Everybody's in the Christian community. Everybody I know slobs that dude's knob. And well, apparently, like his whole. This guy wrote this book about how uh, he's a charlatan, made a bunch of his credentials, and Robbie? was yeah was sued in 2014 by or 2016 by um, a woman he'd been he'd been having uh, uh, cyber sex with for like two years, <laughs> sending nudes and, or she sent him nudes and like talking about like Christian sex stuff. pastor sending yeah, nudes. Yeah. unbelievable. Who would have thought? Well, she was sending nudes. I'm not sure. They didn't have any specific mention of him sending nudes. <laughs> the viewing of the nudes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so so kill your heroes. Kill your heroes. Don't have any gurus, basically. Yeah. Don't have gurus. I'm my own guru. Don't have somebody that you're is is the spiritual and physical authority in your life you place yourself under. I think for, for there's certain aspects of life you need to have. You need to have somebody who's leading you or at least somebody who's mentoring you. But when somebody is a guru, i.e. everything they say is correct and you cannot question it, you simply have to follow and trust that in doing what they say, more will be revealed to you. Um, I think that's always always a trap. You're always falling into a cult of personality, somebody else dictating the rules and reality for you. Um, there are a lot of people out there who are great teachers and mentors and prophets um, who you should listen to. But anytime there's a cult of personality, anytime uh, you have somebody who is a guru that can't be questioned... Yeah, take take uh, take the teachings, but uh, leave the celebrity behind. Don't worship another person, and don't feel like because you know. I read Ravi Zacharias when I was growing up. No. I, I listened to Ravi Zacharias when, to I was, on the radio, when I was yeah. into uh, big into um, apologist. Yeah, when I was big, in, you know. What was your sister take on it? Screw him! Like forget him. He's dead. Uh, All a, men are evil. There, no, there's a problem <laughs> in the church with um, with uh, um, 
uh, abuse of power. <laughs> Basically, me too in the church. You, hold on. You don't say. Yeah. In the church. Yeah. The bureaucracy of the a Western church. Multi-billion dollar bureaucracy has <laughs> corruption. Abuse of power, you say. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, the big one. But so no, I don't, th- I don't think her, her views, from what I inferred from the conversation that she was having on, on Facebook, which I wasn't participating in, I just observed, was that it's a, you know, hey, we need to call out abuse of corruption power. and abuse of power. Yeah. Um, and spe- specifically when it's predatory. Um in in the church. Well, James McDonald has taken a big, big fall in the last. Who's James McDonald? Chicago mega church pastor. Okay, but he's they got church plants all over the world. Yeah. They got something like seventy in, something related pastors. to James Dobson. No, <laughs> they're all Jameses. Um, but uh, no, he uh, and I'm, I forget the exact details of the story. But I got a friend who went to his his home church in chicago for a while yeah because we both went to a church here that was a church plant of that church yeah uh for many years i went there actually and um yeah i don't know big you know lied about this money went here and didn't go there i mean nothing you know none of that overt you know yeah fucked a kid kind of stuff but <laughs> but again it goes back to the root of the, root but, of the you know what i mean yeah. i was like i was like oh a bunch of money went places that we told people it didn't and yeah. lied about it and inflated our money and took too much and the root of the problem I mean, what's the root of the problem it's too much damn money well no <laughs> gurus again gurus, yeah, gurus because these people run the church and the church grows and it's everybody's so oh this pastor's so amazing we love him so much yeah and people give individuals power without and money without and money yeah. without uh, freely, unquestioningly, because it un- falls under the umbrella of God, right? right, right, or because it falls under the umbrella of government. Oh yeah. my God, it's the governor. Oh my right. God, it's the president. I'm going to let him stick a cigar up my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, right. Um, and so we we or grab me by the pussy. Right. We let these people get away with what they are, what they do, because they're famous or, or they're the president, are. yeah, or whatever. Uh, in in ministry, it's because we say, "Oh, this guy person is chosen by God, therefore we're going to give them our wealth." And well, our there's the psychological aspect of tithing too, which is huge. Yeah, and it's but I then mean, we have somebody God. who who becomes famous enough, right? Right. Then it isn't simply this person chosen by God. It's this person is famous. Mm. My pastor is famous and chosen by God. Yeah, <laughs> I could be. I might be on the telecast, sitting right. in the pew. Right. You know, I could be on TV. Yeah. I could be famous too. <clears throat> and the fame, you know, ultimately corrupts them because ultimately they try to leverage people. Their fame lets them leverage people, yeah, in ways they never had before. And so, what's the one of the first things you do? Most pastors are men. Most men, when dealing with leveraging a woman, is going to le- try and leverage her sexually if he has an exor- a, a lot of a power. That's what's going to happen. For. Well, I I don't want to say most for a lot of men. One might say boys will be boys. Well, <laughs> one might say, but it's going to happen. Yeah, and and it happens when you you give somebody um your time and attention and celebrity and fame and money without putting any checks and balances and without remembering, hey, this is just a person who is completely fucked up on the inside. Yeah, <clears throat> completely fallible, and at any moment they could go. At any moment. They could reveal themselves to be the person uh, I don't think that they are, or their true person. Yeah. So that's why you don't have any heroes. That's why you don't have any gurus. <coughs> everybody should be questioned. Yeah. And everybody should be hold, held held accountable. And when they're not, you, that's when you have the problem. That's yeah. when our bureaucracy is not properly held accountable. That's why we have problems with the bureaucracy. Our churches are not. 
Our clergy are not properly held accountable. That's why we have problems in the clergy. You know, our corporations are not held accountable. That's why we have problems with large multinational Corpor- corporations. Yeah, our banks are not control. held accountable. Our police, our, our police departments aren't held accountable. Our black people aren't held. Oh, yes, it's true. <laughs> nope. And this can lead into a bigger discussion, if you don't mind, about about tithing and stuff. Because I, as a thirty year old dude, I, my I am increasingly become of the opinion, yeah. and and you know the folks that I grew up with would have a big problem with this. You know, and maybe maybe I shouldn't even be here, but in my head, it's tough to hand a dollar out of my pocket and give it to a a church with a name and and a dot com yeah. and a face and a website and 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 a bunch of people that are into it. Mm-hmm. It's become increasingly harder to do that. Yeah, because because I, I have found that, and even even if I was going to put the the monetary cap on it, like okay, ten percent or whatever, like to me. It's much better to just okay. Well, for the month I made X, ten percent of it is Y, and I'm going to take Y, and I'll just I'll just buy homeless people meals because mm. they're everywhere. Yeah, it's twelve degrees outside right now. I passed a dude who who had a sign that said, "You know, I'm cold. God bless." Up here at the exit. Yeah, like I could buy him a burger and not just hand my pastor or whoever or whatever entity I think is is whatever it is hand them the $12 or $15 or whatever from that week's that week's earnings and say, well, I did my 10%. Like, cause to me it goes into that check in the box. Oh, we did the 10%. We did the 10%. We did the tithing. Yeah. We're done. Well, where did that money go? What actually this, happened this to is, it? This is, I can see a burger going into a homeless man's mouth. Yeah. Like, this is why I only, I donate 10% of my income only to charitable organizations that, um, that foster, uh, pit bulls in order to emotionally <laughs> provide emotional therapy to convicts getting out of prison. So been a while since you've donated. So <laughs> yeah. 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 But then again, you're the type of person though, and, and I'm not trying to, you know, blow smoke up your ass, but you are the type of person that, you know, had you passed that guy or that guy was out in front of Schnooks or something. And, and at first glance, you could see that he wasn't, you know, Maybe on drugs right then. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you would, you would do something because mm-hmm. I've seen you do it. Like I, like I, and I know that you're that kind of person. Yeah, and so I don't think at the end of the day, God or whoever is sitting there going, mm, Matt didn't give his ten percent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I just I can't. And the more of these pastors that I look up to and I respect and have respected for years and years turn into that, or it comes out that this, or they did that, and it's like, or or even that they mishandled the money and lied to the people about where it was going, it's like, well, that's my money. And in the end, that's not going to God. Yeah. And isn't that just as much on me as as it is the people that mishandled it? Because I'm the one blindly giving and saying, well, here's my 10%. Yeah. Which is not at all scriptural. Like, that's not what it was about. Even the parable of the widow, widow's mind is about where your heart is you know where it came where it came from Mm -hmm. the sacrifice you had to take the sacrifice the individual had to take to in order to give not well check my books earlier in the show we talked about the lottery right we're talking about Mm, we did scratchers yeah what if i told you that tithing is the (laughs) spiritual equivalent yes of the jew it's a it's a jew magic trick it's an old jew magic trick from the kabbalah yeah from the uh from the torah it's a jew scratcher that that (laughs) if it yeah yeah if you're a good jew yeah. You're going to hit the jackpot 100% of the time. Yeah. If you're a Christian, you might hit it 1, 2, 3% of the time. It's still magic lottery. Yeah. It's still spiritual lottery. <laughs> spiritual lottery. Give to God. I like that. Give t- 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 The house takes 10% <laughs> and the blessings go around. 
The Jesus Scratcher. I like the it. Jews get like, you know, they get 90% of the pr- prizes. The other 10% is spread amount, um, amongst the plebs. <laughs> the you know, Gentiles. The Gentiles. That's right. Just enough to keep them salivating for the next the next bite. Uh. But maybe that is it, right? You give your 10% and it, 90% of what of what goes, 90% of, of the money that you people give to a church goes into f- fueling the bureaucracy and 10% goes into uh, taking care of people. Um, I don't know. The temple tax has been around, <laughs> uh, for what ten thousand years since we since we, it was a very quick quick succession. We were able to farm grain, right? We were able, we found out how to store that grain, right? We had uh our spare time to bullshit in the winter months, hmm. and we got stories because of the winter months we couldn't get grain, so hmm. we got stories about fear and death and angry gods prowling around in the darkness. <laughs> And then the smart dude in, in the in the village was like, hey, I know how to defeat those. <laughs> eh, give me 10% and I'll erect a temple yeah. and we'll we'll do these magical rituals. They'll keep all the darkness of wintertime at bay. Yeah. What's and it? then it became the temple tax. Yeah. And this isn't just in Christianity. Tithing is everywhere. In every religion, there is some form of temple tax. Right. Or in order to get the spiritual you pay to play. guarantees. Yeah. That the relig- the full spiritual guarantees the religion offers, you give physical money for that spiritual satisfaction, and everything is a rich man's trick. <coughs> you really do believe that? So find a way to take that because I, I honestly do think it's it's been believed in so hard and so fervently across over the years, so many hundreds of religions across tens of thousands of years. The temple tax is probably a uh, a spiritual um, law at this point. Yeah. At least to the collective unconscious, we've willed it into being that by believing in the tithe. So there's, pro- there, I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of benefit overall over time to tithing. Yeah. If only to take a little bit. Of what you have, and then you use that last ninety percent a little bit wiser because you just lost ten percent right off the bat. Right. If anything, there's a lesson. So you have yeah. to live. A, you have to be a little more clever with that ninety percent, which then in turn helps you to do more with that ninety percent. Yeah. And you're able to, you know, again, the power of positive thinking. It's it's tricking yourself psychologically. Yeah. Into believing that this thing works. Yeah. And because you believe in it, you then, uh, um, um, you then. What's the word I'm looking for? Express these positive traits in your life on a subconscious level. Right. And your life improves. And it's nothing you've done that's overt or even conscious or you can look back and say this was the point. It's a series of very small incremental steps that you tricked yourself into psychologically. Yeah. It's a psychological trick you pull on yourself. You hypnotize yourself without even knowing it. (laughs) The best kind of hypnotizing. Yeah. Like somebody who gets hypnotized to keep themselves from smoking, right? Yeah. You did it to make, you know, to make your life a little bit better. Yeah. And now with the $900 a month instead of $1000 a month, you're making more off the 900 and doing more with the 900 than you would have done with the 1000. 1000, yeah. yeah. Cuz you're spending it a little bit more. I don't know, man, clever. just the val- the value of being able to tangibly, you know, because you know, if out of every $100 that I make, if I give $10 to the church, yeah. It's because I believe in the church. Yeah. Like and maybe I know something about the programs that they're doing and how they're reaching out. Yeah. To be honest, and that's good. 
Um, but you know, if ever, out of every hundred dollars that I make, I take the ten dollars and I tangibly put a meal in somebody's mouth and tangibly say, "Hey, you need some help." Yeah, you know, or whatever, you know. And and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, and there wasn't a there wasn't a dollar amount on it, but you know, there was a there was a somebody I knew, one of my friends, and he's like, I "Man, it's real tight between paychecks, real tight." And I'm like, "Here, I have it. You don't. That's that's shit. Well, that's I've done that. I've it. done that for you before. You have." Multiple and it's, times. And it's, and, it's, and it's blessed me in, yeah, immeasurably at, at times when I needed it in between, you know, paychecks or whatever. Or I had this bill or the car did this and I wasn't expecting it. And it was yeah. like, you know, I remember one, a specific time that I was a year and a half ago or so, almost two years ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah. I was with the, you need to help with your phone. Yeah. Your phone had been uh, shut off. Yeah. And it wasn't your fault. It was just, it know, wasn't. That's a family right. plan. There was shit. a very specific reason that it wasn't my fault. I was at my mom's <laughs> and yeah. you called me up and you're like, hey. And I'm like, I got it. Okay. Here you go. Yeah. And you came by and my sister was like, what's he coming by for? I'm like, I'll lend him some money. He's like, do uh, you think you'll get it back? I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll get it back. It's, where, where's he going? Right. What's he going to, is he going to abandon the podcast? Right. And his life in St. Charles? <laughs> Over over a couple hundred dollars, right? Over the hundred fifty bucks or whatever it was. Yeah, I'm out of here. Peace. Yeah, yeah. It was mostly I had it because I wasn't smoking a, a whole lot of weed at that time. Well, and I think and I because I, st- I was staying at my mom's, so yeah. I was like not smoking weed, and so I had the extra money that would have normally been spent on weed. And I think at that time you were like, you were like, buy an Xbox, get, help help my boy get his phone turned back on. And you're like, I think I made that decision. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I think at that time I was considering buying an Xbox. Yeah, but no. Obviously didn't hold out, but <laughs> it's only it's a temporary. We gotta get that out of here, temporary though, Xbox. Because when the new job comes along, Matt, you can't. Well, the new be, job is here. I mean, the new, well, we're training for the new job right now. Yeah, but not you're every, not in the every day at work is me is me. Really? Like, are you are you so are you hiring folks and everything now? Not yet. Can we talk about it on the show? What's going on with work? Not yet. Well, there they have posted been a couple, about it on Facebook. I know. Yeah, yeah. You're not hard to find. We're opening a new restaurant. It's true. Yeah, Matt is his own place, not my own place. <laughs> uh, m- my my boss. I have another business idea and another business idea, Michael. That's one of them. <laughs> my boss purchased a building in historic uh, St. Charles. Yeah, it's and true. This summer, Main Street. Sometime to to be sometime to be determined, we will be opening a new new restaurant there. And fingers crossed, I will be going there to uh, run the kitchen. So yeah. Yeah. The good times. Moving up from uh um running <laughs> running that kitchen. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm I'm not wow. running the kitchen, I'm just the number two. Yeah. I'm you know. You're the assistant to the regional manager? Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to get myself a regional manager hood. <laughs> That's right. So you're gonna take the Nashville branch. It's uh it's you know, it's <laughs> exciting. It's a lot of new new stuff and it's a lot of it's a lot of challenge because I'm having a challenge myself of you know I'm gonna have to come up with three dishes every single weekend, which now I don't have to do. That's crazy. Yeah, and they have to be. Set, so, you, are you getting some chambered now? Like I saw you reading a cookbook last week. Are you? Are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm working on a fisherman's okay. stew right now. This this afternoon, fisherman's stew. Working on that. Yeah. Nice. I have I to ma- do it with monkfish. I made myself a ribeye the other day. Tuna. I cooked it myself. I was good, really proud of myself. Good for you. Salt, salt and pepper. Salt, salt and pepper, and just a little bit of steak seasoning. What kind of steak seasoning? I don't know. It's just a generic one. S and P the way for me. Is it? You don't need anything on that steak besides salt and pepper. You want to throw some butter on there? Sure. A little garlic. Yeah. Some garlic. I did. Put, I did do garlic. Some garlic butters. Yeah. Go 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 hog wild. But you don't want to season that steak with anything else besides S and P before it goes in that pan. Really? Mm-mm. No. Nice. Anything else? Anything else is going to 
permeate too much and you're going to be tasting that. Well, you want to take you if it's you a nice steak, you want to taste that steak. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm, I I got two of them and I'm <laughs> so I'm going to do it tomorrow again for mm-hmm. lunch. Um so tell me this though, because it seemed like the center was and I I don't mind a super rare steak. I mean, I'm I don't yeah. Fucker can be mooing for all I care. But it seemed a little bit more rare than I was hoping for, as opposed to how the outside looked. Mm. Now, my theory is, and I'm hoping that you can correct or confirm, um, my theory is that I did it at too high of a heat because nope. the outside was too done. No. No? Not high enough? No. Not long enough. No. no. What did I do wrong, man? Did you pan sear it? It's just, it? just, yeah, just, a, just, just like a Teflon pan, and I the only thing I Teflon. had in there was butter. Teflon. I know. I don't, I don't no. have cast iron. You don't need a cast iron. Just go get yourself a nice stainless steel pan. pan. Really? Teflon is That'll toxic. Be better. Teflon is toxic. I, that's all we got. I know. I only it's use te- I I use Teflon for eggs only. Only. I got I know. Everything I else get, is, is stainless steel. I gotta get a set of pans. Cast iron is better, but get yourself a st- set of stainless steel pans. Yeah, I, I can get one like <laughs> sixty bucks off of Amazon. I so just need to do it. How high was your heat? <sighs> I don't have a thermometer. <laughs> So, but no, what setting on the stove was it? You have it's like six. You have it's you have, flame, open flame, open flame. Yeah, it's a six, yeah, not hot enough. Flame. Really? If I'm if I'm searing, searing a steak, if I'm searing a steak at work, I'm putting it directly, like I'm putting that beast on high. Now, did you put it in the pan directly, or do you wait for the pan to get get hot? I waited for the pan to get hot with butter and a little bit of olive oil already. Use one or the other. One or the other. One or the other. Um. Here's what you really do. Next time, get your pan. Leave it on the high, 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 high heat all the way up for like a minute. Then you add a squirt of olive oil. And that's it. Squirt of olive oil. And you wait, well, maybe two, three squirts of olive oil, olive oil depending on how big your pan is. Right. Then you wait till you start to see ripples in the olive oil. Okay. And just the faintest hint of smoke. That's when you throw that uh, the ribeye rib in. Now, another question. Were these at room temperature or... Straight from the refrigerator. Um, and by that, I mean, did they sit out on the counter for 20, 30 minutes? Not 20, 30 minutes. Four or five. But okay. Okay. Then, Again, yeah. wrong. Wrong. Fuck. Take that. Take, so take it out a half hour before I want to eat it. Yep. Because because you're- I'm learning so much. The center of the meat is still 40 degrees. Right. One minute into so the So that's cook. why it was so raw. That's why it was so raw. Goddamn you geez. have to rest the meat after and before. Okay. So you you you. So take it out. Twenty thirty minutes. You, you here's what when I get a, a steak at work. Yeah. If it's a, if it's a strip steak, I pull it out of the wrap. I unwrap it. Because mm-hmm. um, after we clean it and butcher it, we we wrap them up individually. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> unwrap it. Salt and pepper. As soon as I hear the call, right off the speak off the expo, unwrap it. Salt and pepper. Sit it in a little bowl. Let it chill for like five five minutes. Mm. Now you're you're not supposed to do that technically according to the health department, right? Because open meat. But um, if if we get away with it, we would set them out and start a service on like an ice bath and let them be at like sixty degrees the whole time. But the health inspector walks in, you're getting you're getting, getting hit for that. Off, yeah. You throw your meat on there, right? Right. So we let it rest for five minutes, then ripping hot pan, a little bit of olive oil, sear the fuck out of that on one side for like three minutes until. Until you can just barely push it with your tongs or whatever you're using to flip, right. and it moves. If you have to jiggle it around, if you have to grab it and try and pull it off, and you ha- even requ- acquire even a little bit of resistance, right between the steak and the pan, yes, it's not ready to flip yet. 
But okay. once it and it immediately releases, it that means release. there's everything on there is cooked on that underside to right where you want it. Gotcha. You flip it. Okay. You throw about two tablespoons of butter in there. You tilt your pan. After you flip it. After you flip it. You wait for that butter to melt uh-huh. as the steak is on the searing on the side that hasn't been seared yet. You tilt your pan just a little bit and just start spooning butter over the top of that steak for about a minute. Still on the heat, just tilt it up a little bit so the butter pools. Right. Then right in the oven, it's about 500 degrees for about five, six minutes. Pull it out, let it rest for five minutes. There's your perfect mid-rare. You want medium, you want medium well, another three, four minutes. Right. Or two minutes for medium, four minutes in the oven. Because I basically did that. But I'm guessing the main factor was that it came right out of the refrigerator. Yeah. Because the middle was, and, and I mean, 30 year old white dude. I don't, mm-hmm. You know, I ate every bit of that motherfucker. Sure, sure. Fat and everything. Yeah. Straight down the gullet. But there, there was a time, like right in the middle, where I was cutting, I was like, I was like, that's pretty red. It's still, yeah. still ate it. Tasty. Um, but how, how, how long did you let it rest after the cook? After? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I threw it on a plate, turned off the heat. Poured my like grabbed a Gatorade and went downstairs and then probably five minutes till I ate it. That's a decent amount of rest time. Okay, what does that what does that accomplish? What does that do? Uh, so resting lets the temperatures come down, right? And it releases juices on the inside, right? You might see some blood leaking, right? But what it does is that the temperature on the internal temperature kind of comes down just a little bit, and the juices will start to solidify. The juices you get a lot of blood. Right. You cut into it too soon. But what happens is things start to settle back down on the inside. Right. So that when you cut into it, your blood is congealed, basically. Gotcha. And your blood isn't warm and running all over the place. The blood has gone back to where it should be. So when you cut into it, you don't get a whole lot of moisture. Right. Also, um, the, 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 the flesh that's still rare or right. raw on the inside or medium rare uh, will be firmer. Gotcha. Now, the red part will be firmer, as opposed to you know you ever cut into a steak and it's real loose yeah, on the inside, yeah, and the red part, yeah, it's real, real, you know, no matter the color, it's still real, uh, real flabby. Yeah, it just probably hadn't been rested long enough, long enough for everything to kind of solidify back together. Gotcha. Yeah. Now the only other question I have for my ribeye tomorrow, and I'm going to let you know how this goes. For my ribeye tomorrow is, uh, what's an acceptable topping? Or, or or any, or is it just a steak? So I mean, the other it's a, day, it's up, it's up to you. Like what? Are yesterday, you, you dipping it in something? No, I'm not. Come on, I'm not a degenerate, man. Yeah, I just don't know food as well as you do. But I'm not. I'm not a degenerate. I mean, I'll, I'll dip a steak in something if I'm, you know, depending on <laughs> a little ketchup, <laughs> maybe a little horseradish aioli. Well, so I I, I put in and maybe, it's maybe a little Bordelais sauce. You're either gonna your eyes are either gonna roll the fuck out of your head or you're gonna be like, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. That that is gonna be reaction. Honey mustard. No, fuck no. I had some garlic herb goat cheese that I that I that I put a little bit on top. Hmm. Yeah, and I and it was tasty as fuck. But I don't know. I mean, is that? I mean, am I degenerate or or am I headed in the right direction? No, no, because I mean, that's that's a decent flavor profile there because you have the funkiness, right, and the creaminess of the goat cheese along right. with the. Uh, the the steak blue cheese and steak is kind of a classic flavor yeah. combo. I'm not huge into blue cheese by itself though. Like there's places that'll do you know steak, you steak comes out and it's got blue cheese crumbles over the top. Right. Because you have then you have a funky kind of savory. Right. Well, the whole thing is savory, but you you have a, a funky creamy, kind of hits you in the back of the back of the jaw. Right. Sort of flavor. Right. 
along with the 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 protein, the the saltiness, the the char, um, mm-hmm. the umami that's coming off the steak. You know, well, it was it was I mean it was pretty tasty with the with the garlic and herb good cheese on top. Yeah, so I might do that again tomorrow. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try your method. I'm gonna see how it works. Okay, but uh, remember keys super hot pan, super hot pan, hot twenty oil. minutes beforehand. Yeah, pull that steak out and let it 30 minutes beforehand. Fuck, why not? 30 minutes beforehand, super hot pan, mm-hmm. in goes the steak, three to four minutes until it until it's it moves without resistance. Yes. Uh-huh. Flip, one minute of butter yeah. with, the, with the pan yeah. turned up, mm-hmm. back down for another three to four minutes, and we're done. Uh, I, I would say as soon as you're done basting it, which is what you're doing, doing the with the butter, yeah. Yeah. in the oven. Really? Yeah. At what temp? 500 degrees. For how long? For four minutes. And that's my so medium the, rare? The, the only reason why you're still letting it sit on the range after the flip yeah. is to ba- is to baste. Really? Mm-hmm. Because the pan is... And, and it's going to sear, right? Right. But you're going to remove it off the heat, so it's going to still sear that underside, but then slowly not. But the heat from the oven will cause the... Uh, um, it causes it to it'd keep cooking, but it's going to cook all, evenly over everything. Gotcha. So it's not just going to cook one side. Gotcha. You know? Or the that's first that the side that was first seared. So do that, then five hundred degrees for five well, minutes. Because okay, so you have the side you seared, and then you flipped. Yeah. Now, no matter how long you want to cook, as long as that steak stays in that pan, mm-hmm. you're going to have one side that's going to be at two hundred degrees. The other side is going to be at five hundred. So what you want to do is make sure that the steak is experiencing 500 degree heat from all angles. Gotcha. Not just from the bottom of the pan, but gotcha. from all angles. That's the point of the oven. Yeah. The whole point of it being on in the pan is to get that nice hard crust sear. Yeah. That locks in the juices. Hmm. And that's why you sear. Not yeah. to, not you don't sear to cook the steak. You sear to lock the flavor inside of the steak. Yeah. And the juice and the fat and everything that's in between the muscles. Hell yeah. Well, I'm gonna some do, people I'm gonna even, do it tomorrow. Some people, if you have a thicker cut steak, an inch or more, after the second flip, right before it goes in the oven, you sear on the sides, just kind of roll the steak around on the sides, right. then in the oven. Huh. I don't think it's that thick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ribeyes tend not to be. They tend to be- At least that's more, what the old lady know, tell me. <laughs> flat, flatter. But if you know you get a tomahawk ribeye, those things are an inch and a half. Oh, shit. Well, because the ribeye is the meat coming off the rib, so at the end it's it looks like a giant giant lollipop. Right. If you get the bone in, but the bone is super wide. The bones on on was like you know. See, this was a ribeye, but uh, now it's an Aldi's ribeye, and they're wrapped individually. Mm-hmm. So it's I mean, I'm, no bones about it. It's not the best, you know. Yeah, it's not gonna be the best in the world. But it was like eight bucks or whatever, you know. And it was it was a big ass. I mean, it was. You a- know what you should look into, and with your connections on Amazon, you could probably find one on the cheap. <laughs> Because depending on what you get, they're not. A cow, so, you want me to buy a cow farm, Matt? No, uh, <laughs> a buy farm. a buy a immersion, um, a sous vide cooker. A, buy a sous vide. Yeah, they're, no, they're like two hundred bucks on Amazon. Well, you can get an, an, a Nova. Sometime will pop up for sixty, seventy bucks at like Target or Walmart. Yeah, but a Nova is a good brand. It's it's a it's a not a commercial one. Nice. I, now, I, how does that work for steak? Oh, it, it really, really good. We don't use it for steak because you never predict how many steaks you'll order in a night. And once you've stuck it in the water bath, you pretty much have to. Do something with it. Right. So because of profit and loss, you really can't use the sous vide to cook steaks unless you can guarantee how many people are ordering steaks. Right. But like the one that, that I did, and now that wasn't a ribeye, but if I like, if I was going to do a ribeye with a sous vide, how does that work? How long do I throw it in there? 
What time? How do? How? What am I doing? Oh, it depends on how what what you want. Well, if I if I'm wanting medium rare, yeah. What do I do? You'd probably set it on one thirty eight. Okay, and leave for it in there long? for at least an uh, thirty minutes to an hour, or you can go two hours, or you can go four hours. No shit, because it's not going to overcook, and that's the beauty of sous vide, is that unless you put it to a one fifty five, yeah, or one sixty, you're still going to have pink in there, even if you leave it in there for a day, because it never gets hot enough. Oh, b- believe me, believe me, the outside will still be pink too. Yeah. So. For instance, we do our burgers because it's much cheaper meat and it cooks the burgers twice as fast. Instead of having a burger on the flat top for 15, 10, 15 minutes, if it's medium well, you can have it on there for five if it's medium well. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we keep our burgers in a sous vide in, or, uh, in a CVAP oven, which is essentially a sous vide. It, you control temperature and humidity and stuff. We keep them in there at 138. When they come out, the side that's been facing up is slightly gray. Right. The underside is, however, is a light pink. Right. The side that's facing down. And it's just because it was exposed to air that that's why it grayed out, not because it was cooked, but we, it was exposed to air. Right. So, if medium medium rare is about is one thirty eight, one thirty five to one forty is me, medium rare. One thirty five is is rare. One forty to one fifty is medium. One forty five is medium to one fifty is medium well. One fifty five and above is well. It would be well, yeah. So you simply set where you want it to be. And then you pull it out of the package and the entire – because you you need a vacuum sealer really to do it <clears throat> right. But you could get just simple, simply Ziplocs, force as much air out of it as you can, seal it up, and then just leave it in the water bath. Hmm. Anyway, and then it just rotates the water and, and blends up the water and makes sure everything is at set temperature for a certain amount of time. And boom, there you go. You pull that out and then you simply sear it in your pan. Go ahead and rest it. I eat it. And whatever, if you wanted it medium, you know, one one forty five. Pull it out, gonna be medium, nice medium. Very nice. Well, I'm gonna try the ribeye tomorrow. I'm gonna use your method. Okay. Five hundred in the oven. Yeah. Half hour beforehand. I gotta remember all this shit. The the part honestly that's gonna be hardest is the half hour, because I'm not gonna. I'll be I'll be downstairs working, and I won't think about it till I'm hungry, and yeah. I want I want to just I want to go. Yeah. But I gotta. I'm gonna have to preempt my hunger a little bit, and be like, okay. You're gonna sit for a half hour. Yeah. So, but if I can do that, then I'll then I'll put it on, and then and it should be good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. This has been cooking with Matt. Yeah. Tune in next week. Next week, Matt's gonna uh, teach us how to do an ice sea bass. <laughs> I did sea bass a couple weeks ago. I heard a Virginia black bass, didn't, black didn't sea try bass, it, but uh, it didn't sell really well. But we're not in the season to sell specials really well. A lot of our regulars and the people who buy come in every week to get the special. Yeah. Because they've had everything on the menu before, because they come in like twice a week. Are they are they in the Hamptons right now? Yeah, right? no, exactly. <laughs> the people who have the money to come to a restaurant like us, yeah, multiple times a month or every week or multiple times a week, yeah, yeah, they're um, on vacation right now, yeah, because avoiding they have, the twelve degrees, yeah, because Probably. they have the money to do it, <laughs> yeah. So God, if I, I, so I the I people we have now are just like kind of the the, the normies, and they see the chicken eighteen dollars, okay, they see the burger twelve bucks, okay. So they're not ordering the $30 black sea bass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Now, why is that? What's the market price for black sea bass? Uh, it depends on, on the day. It depends on the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Monday mornings or s- Sunday nights is when our fish guy sends us the sheets. And I think it's a PDF, but you just open it up and boom, it tells you what they have for the coming the next the next four or five days. Nice. That's and crazy. And so... And, and 
Like that's why. Like we should get in the fish. T- business today, my my chef texts me and he's like, "Hey, you're doing the fish special, fisherman stew." I'm like, "Okay, what?" F- because they he got you know the info last night and decided there was nothing really on the list that we really wanted to do, so we're using leftovers. Yeah, and we're turning the leftover fish into fisherman stew. So nice. So I got monkfish. I got tuna. I got to use. I got clams. And fisherman I got shrimp. stew. Yeah. Now, how does that compare to what is it, what's the bachelor chow we got over here? Oh, that's just bachelor <laughs> chow. Yeah, I made some bachelor chow today. My specific chili. I tried a new brand of meat. It's pre-cooked, pre-seasoned meat. No shit. Yeah, I'm not. What is, I'm uh, not really liking it so far. Now, is it ground beef? It's ground beef, but now, it's does it come pre- in a can? It, it, it came in a little box. That little box right there. That yellow box. Was it refrigerated? I have to assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you said it was pre-cooked though. Yeah, it was. It crumbled like taco meat, like from Taco Bell. I wasn't You're really not happy with like it. That. Yeah, yeah. So. On the flip side, I also think there was some sort of tomato reduction in it as well. Now, do you put some of that old charter in there? No. It- <laughs> uh, because <laughs> this, 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 I only added one normal size can of tomato paste, and this is super thick chili. Gotcha. So I like really thick chili, though. I do, too. Yeah. My it's, man. My, chili, to me, goes with Harkins. It's like peanut butter. Harkins back to childhood. Yeah. And I was always so good at making chili because... I would always start it like in the morning. Yeah. My mom makes chili. She starts it at four in the afternoon. No, that's a ruined chili. No, no tomato paste in her chili. Yeah. Tomato paste is the missing ingredient on, in most chilies. Yeah, you got to have tomato paste. Because if you don't- Thickens it up. Nothing thick. Yeah, it's, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I hate, I, I, I dislike thin chili. Tomatoes have natural thickening agents in them. That's why you have so many, so many sauces use tomato because it's such a great base to- <laughs> To thick, help Tomatoes have things, natural so. thickening agents in them. Yeah, you guys heard it here first from from Matt Thickens Hume. Kind of, uh, kind of like when a woman gets married, <laughs> naturally thickening agents. Hell yeah, she does. or at least comfortable in a relationship. That's right. That's right. Now I've gained a ton of weight. I gotta. It's, it's gotta go down too. Yeah. That's I did good. notice you, you like the side boob on your man. On yeah. Your man there's tits. no. It's yeah. We're we're there. I'm I'm like two thirty now. Yeah, it's not cool. You just got to get some definition up in there, man. <clears throat> By losing weight. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll get there. I don't know. It's, yeah. um, I I stress eat, to, and so it's been a, it's been a rough like. Yeah, you you'll get like candy six months. You do candy and uh, high sugar drinks, right? Well, not so much. Well, some of the drinks, but th- th- like if if I want to eat, I'm going all in. Like I'm eating it all. And I'm getting the appetizer, and I'm getting like I'm just I'm really going going for it, mm-hmm. um, like not not stop until I'm stuffed kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know. And um, been doing that for about a year, and yeah. uh, so that's that's how you get what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So you're doing the Sunday nap thing where you know you come home from church, you eat way too much, and then you unbutton the only I'm not napping. top button. Yeah, but yes. And you know, tell your children be quiet or hit them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, eating out way too much too. Yeah. Way too much. It just like everything. Everything you eat out is just garbage. It really is. By and large, it really, really is. Yeah. Unless I'm going to a you know a nicer restaurant, which I'm not. You know. I think because like I'm I'm eating out has give become, an idea. I'm Grubhub and Applebee's. Yeah. Oh, dude. Doing oh, a, come doing on. A, yeah. Hold on. Come hold on. on. It, it gets better. Uh, then doing a burger and a side and a full appetizer and eating it all myself. 
come on, that's man. that's how I'm exactly. Grubhub and Applebee's, yeah. Like Grubhub, Grubhub, a nice place. <laughs> like seriously, like get find a local business, a local restaurant you like, and you that you get takeout from, and get it from there, man. Yeah, seriously. I know. Like I know, I'm a piece of shit. I know. Like Millstream, you're right yeah. down. You're right, uh, not Millstream, but uh, Trailhead. Well, you're right down the street from Trailhead. You can grub hub from them, and their prices are the same as Applebee's. I, is gonna well, be. I know. Uh, there's actually a taco it's a local place business. Down there it's still the same. Same shitty food. Taqueria. But you know, it's 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 local, man. Like, yeah. uh, what was it Sunday night? I ordered some hung pow chicken. <laughs> um, from where? China King. China King can help you. China King can help you. And this is this this couple. Yeah, and they run the China place, and their their son does the delivery. And I've been ordering from them for like six years now. Did you order direct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's 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 basic run of the mill strip mall Chinaman. China food. Yep, it is American China food. Yep, it's it's sauce, it's sweet. It there's 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 nothing of China in this dish <laughs> besides the name. Yeah. And the and, Koreans who make it. Exactly. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's a Thai couple that runs the place. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and, and yeah, the, uh, yeah, I get, get it from them every couple months. I'm and that's go to usually, Taiwan. That's how I order out. Sometimes I'll order pizza. Not much because I would rather eat a frozen pizza I make myself. I don't like pizza. Than anymore. take out pizza because delivery pizza is so expensive, number one. Yeah, it really is. So expensive. You're not really getting it. But this maybe leads to my larger point, which is something that popped into my mind when you were talking, is that fast food or dining out yeah. for 98% of people in this country, it's a corporate entity. Yeah. You're going to, you're eating corporate food made by corporate slaves, corporate slaves <laughs> who used ingredients that were pr- produced by robots yeah. and, and uh, made by Monsanto. Yeah. There is no soul in that. There's no spirit in it. There's are no. Talk, are you talking about soul food, man? There's no magic in it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing true. spiritually nurturing, nourishing about it. You're simply adding empty calories to your body. Do you think food is spiritually nurturing? Yes, fuck yeah. If my mom spends spends days planning Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, and she puts her best effort into it, and it, yes, fuck yeah, her 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 food is better for my soul, even her thin watery chili. <laughs> Is better for me than the than if I went to Subway and got the Veggie Delight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because there's something an essence of her in it, right? Yeah, and I think that's also applies to food we you, make ourselves. You put weed in your food? No, <laughs> fuck that. It's a waste of weed. <laughs> the food we make ourselves in our own kitchens, using our own utensils. Yeah, right. Using yeah. our own equipment. We're, we're, we're going to the store, we're buying the ingredients, we're rendering those ingredients ourselves, we're making a dish, you know? No. It's, it's a, there's something about it that you're doing it yourself and you're providing, your, it's a self-sufficiency sort of thing. And I think that it's something that you, and, and I've had this argument work with somebody and it's like free, their, their, their position, and they'll say it sometimes, we'll go back and forth, like their position is free stuff is always better than stuff you pay for. I'm like, no, 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 no. no, no, no. I disagree. Stuff you pay for yeah. is always better than free stuff. Free stuff you take for granted. Free yeah. stuff is free. It just fell into your lap. You didn't yeah. earn it. Yeah. There's nothing you did to to make that thing yours. Yeah. There was simple, simply a transfer of ownership. I hate free if stuff. You, if you earn money and then buy something, you have redeemed that. Yeah. In the, in the, in, well, you put work into it. You put, you've taken work and it's an alchemical process, right? You've taken 
your raw abilities and turn them into this thing. And so that thing has more meaning to, to you because it didn't just fall into your lap because you worked for it. Yeah. And it's the same thing I think with food too is a meal you make for yourself is always going to be better for you than something you just ran through the drive through for because you worked for it. It was a product of you. Yeah. And you put your thought and intention into it even if it's subconsciously. That's what I do at my job. Only it's consciously for, for me at least in, my, in, in the kitchen I work in. Or you're putting your thought and intention into the product and saying, no, this is, this is something I believe in. This is something that uh, is worth something. And so I'm not just a mindless slave. I'm producing something valuable for people. Yeah. Because I am putting that, that extra effort into it. You know, I'm not just some guy at Taco Bell who's wrapping tacos all day. Right. Working for Mr. Bell. You know, <laughs> I get to see my boss, you know. Mr. Bell. Well, this has been giving us some food. I, uh, no, but uh, great thoughts, man. I, I, I think I tend to agree with you. Um, I do think food you pay for um, or pay a little more for is better. It's, it's kind of a longstanding uh, discussion I have with a friend of mine, as a matter of fact, because he 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 100% says that, that it's not worth it to pay for food, like, at, like to, to pay any more. Like to him... Oh yeah, we we yeah. talked about it on the show before. Like the five dollars burgers, like tennis shoes, where it's like yeah, well, the cheapest ones are the be- are the same and the best. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Little Caesars is always going to be better than yeah, paying thirty dollars for a pie at a at a at a small you hole know, in the wall pizza. Well, place. well, not maybe not hole in the wall, but like at a you know a a, a pizzeria, a, yeah. a a real you know Giordano's. Yeah, but place that makes good pizza. I'm telling you, Matt. When we're rich, there's two things we're going to do. Okay. And actually, they're gonna they're gonna coincide, and they're gonna be one. Are they both gonna be fat girls? Yeah, <laughs> that's the third thing. Oh, but there's only one. <laughs> but she's so big, we won't be able to tell that we're both doing her because there's so much hugging and chalking. I've told I, you about that before, right? Uh-uh. There's this country old country song called "Hugging and Chalking." Uh-uh. What the fuck is it's, that? It's about this guy who had a wife, and she's so fat. Uh huh. That and this is a real country and western song. She's so fat that in order to hug her, right. He has to put his arms around her with a piece of chalk and make a chalk mark <laughs> and then shuffle around and put his other hand where the chalk mark is and then hug her again, make another chalk mark. To do the full hug. And she's doing the to, multiple times to get a full hug onto her. He, yeah. To wrap his arms around her completely. Hugging and chalking. He has to hug and chalk. And uh, <laughs> the, the end of the course is, uh, and then one day I was a hugging and a, hugging and a chalking, a chalking and a hugging away when I met another man coming around the bend. <laughs> A hugging and shocking away. <laughs> yeah, basically just like that. Yeah. Now the two things we're gonna do when we're rich, uh, the the one thing we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna go on a tour of this great country, and we're gonna eat at all the places that 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 would fascinate you. Uh, you, uh-huh. you you probably list you know three or four, thanks to all your Netflix shows, McChickens across the country. I, well, <laughs> um, and we're gonna we're gonna eat the food that that you know places are known for yeah right we're gonna we're gonna eat uh we're gonna eat local food and we're gonna eat food uh from great and famous chefs and things Mm -hmm. like that and we're also going to it's going to be a religious tour where we're going to see joel osteen and james mcdonald oh zacharias and uh what's that other one that's taking everybody by storm billy graham no (laughs) yeah no he's 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 real popular right now oh fuck what is that dude's name creflo dollar 
No, but another good one. Benny um, Hinn? <laughs> no, but we are going to see him. Um, I, I forget his name, but he's he's some dude, and he's, he's uh, taking everybody by storm right now. Mm. But we're going to go see all of those, and then we're going to go eat at the at the greatest restaurants. Can we make it like a, a, tour. a Gaither homecoming like <laughs> road trip? Are we gonna, we'll do a DVD. No, but we do like the Grateful Dead thing. <laughs> was like, but instead of being like deadheads, we're Gaither heads. Yeah, we just tour. We follow the Gaithers. Yeah, we get in a van and just yeah. follow the Gaither country <laughs> vocal trio around the country. I don't think they're going to go anywhere with good yeah. food. Like they're not going to go because we, you know, we're going to have to go, and this is going to be the hardest part for you because mm-hmm. we're going to have to go to big cities, Matt. Oh, like New York and Chicago and yeah, you know, L.A. We just follow around Winter Jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Winter Jam. They, Dude, I, it was another that was going back to that whole Me Too thing in the church. That they were yeah. they're caught up in that too. Oh, yeah, because one uh, of the main abuse pro- of power. One of the main promoters was. Um, well, the one dude I noticed isn't on there this year. The dude that's been on there for a year, that one of the speakers. Yeah, I've, I even forget his name, Tony Dolan or something. But he's, he's I don't know who, he, he was, who was, but one of the main promoters or speakers or somebody heavily involved in Winter Jam was. Abuse of power? Well, it was uh, yeah. Come up to my hotel room after the show's over. Oh. And we'll talk about your future with with the jamming Lord. in the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, lot of lot of Christian thoughts with the winter jams. Oh, you're not kidding. I'm, that's why I always went. That's why Stephen Curtis Chapman made a covenant with his eyes. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he, I don't think he's ever played winter jam. But Pro- maybe not. It's but more like the top four. It's like the top forty super popular stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nobody good is there. <laughs> But at a certain point, you know that I mean that was Stephen Curtis Chapman too. But yeah, they've yeah. had Skillet for a number of years. Yeah, but, uh, I was actually on IMDb today, and well, not Wikipedia. I ended up on Wikipedia on Rebecca St. James's Wikipedia page. Do you know who that is, Matt? I've told you before, and I'm going to tell you again. Yeah, I I don't want to talk about you jerking off on the show. Number one, she still got I've it. Told you, but number two, I've number, told number two, you that we should not. She was been. She was <laughs> since 1996. She was talking about how Sexy uh, no one but her has touched her pussy, <laughs> and she kept on that. Oh, she kept on that goddamn point. Yeah, f- for her entire career, her entire career has been built around. Uh, hey, girls, let's all save ourselves from marriage, which is great. Women shouldn't be having sex unless they're owned <laughs> or at all. Yeah. yeah, they shouldn't be having sex outside of being somebody else's property. I'm sorry, I said it. <laughs> Um, sorry, not sorry. It goes all our female listenership, all two of them. Yeah, both of them. Oh well. <laughs> sorry, guys. Anyway, ladies. Now that it's just us boys. Yeah. Um, from 1996, right? Yeah. Rebecca so, St. James. Yeah. She didn't get married until 2011. That's a lot of not okay. getting any dick. So, so, <laughs> and, and I, I, she was uh, 34 when she got married. Wow. Yeah. That's and she started in when she was like sixteen, like ninety three, with like, the whole with being a Christian artist, whatever. Yeah, didn't get popular until so she was like eighteen, but still. Yeah. So her whole career was built like she went till she was thirty three, thirty four, without yeah. getting any penis. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Come on, come on, Rebecca St. James. Come on. Don't lie to us. Don't lie. Don't Just lie. Be just be honest. You're in the entertainment business. Right. You're hot. She was always, she's still beautiful. Yeah. She's like 40, 41, 42. Yeah. 
Well, it's funny because if you look at if but you look come at, on come on Rebecca if you look at Rebecca St James yeah you know and you you just did the math there and it's I like, did oh, wow. I've done the math you've done or uh, they did the math yeah but uh, you know and, and if you do the math on there but then you look at somebody like Katy Perry who I, I think most people know by now but she had a Christian album which yes. she was trying to be a Christian, yeah no started the released same way. one and then was like fuck it yeah. just bring all the panesia yeah like bring all the wieners mm-hmm. and then definitely did that yeah I mean dated and avowed like completely out in public uh sex addict russell brand mm-hmm. was married to him so it's it's like the polar opposite of just like well just all the winners yeah like i i, I don't want to say no so just every penis and that's really how it is <laughs> there's no happy medium in the music industry extremes you, of the penis. you want to make it you want to make it yeah uh, swear off dick to either your, no to penis 33 or all of them yeah that's the those are the extremes mm-hmm. that you will make it in the entertainment business as a woman yeah <laughs> which one are you man <laughs> No, I don't. Have I made uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. There you go. We'll get there. We'll keep doing this podcast. We'll get discovered. And then we'll get syndicated. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny how that was like the thing? They just were like, syndicated, syndicated. But it's like, or like with radio, like in the business of radio, yeah. you know, that was the thing. And now it's like, fucking the internet, bitch. Give that some thought.com. Yeah, well. Everybody's listening. <coughs> I mean, they're not. Either way, you know what you, I mean? <laughs> either way, if you truly want to become like successful, you have to have advertisers that then promote the hell out of you yeah, so that yeah, you yeah, advertise yeah. for them. Yeah. But then you're censored on the things you can say because you have advertisers. Right. So you Speaking either- of that, none of our advertisers have approved. Give us some thought.com. Click every ad. Buy all the things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we don't have advertisers for this show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we... And as soon as anybody finds out that their ad is running... They'll immediately pull it. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, those, those are the extremes. Mm-hmm. No penis or all of them. Yeah. So ladies who are wanting to be famous, there's our advice. Yeah. No penis or all of them. We, do have, we do have a, a pending advertiser. We haven't approved them for your advertisement yet on the show. But, oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. The National Socialist Porno- Pornographic Website. Yeah. The official pornographic website of National Socialism yeah. wants, to, wants to advertise on our program. It's true. Yeah. I'm probably going to say no because it's way too controversial. Yeah. But a site like that would probably be the only ones that would want to advertise with us, you know. How is uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, <laughs> who admittedly before the program started, you, you, you said that you would smash? I would. Over um, um, It's going to be interesting to see how that, yeah. the the turn that that well, there was loud recently, mouth buffoon there takes. There was recently the kerfuffle because <laughs> she said we, we're all going to be dead in 12 years from climate change. Her the, her her comment was taken way out of context, right? Because she was referencing somebody else who said that by twenty thirty two. Well, Al Gore hasn't he? Hasn't well, Al Gore had to move his? She date was like three referencing times? somebody <laughs> who said by twenty thirty, right? We everyone the world population will be dead from climate change. They said that like forty years ago, and she was quoting them and re- referring to what she had previously said when she said we only have twelve years to live and mm. c- using it hyperbolic. In a hyperbolic way, um, so blown way out, blown way out of proportion. The right really jumped on it and were like, "Look at this woman saying that climate climate change is going to kill us in twelve years." Right? You know, it's not. Are humans having an effect on the planet? Well, sure, everything has an effect on everything. That's why it's called an eco fucking system. You fucking dumb bitch. <laughs> Things have effect on each other because we're in a closed system. Yeah, or at least a for all intents and purposes, Semi-closed. a closed system. Right. Or at least a system we haven't opened yet. But, Elon, I'll get but, but it's an ecosystem. So everything has an effect on everything else. Right. 
Now, the degree to what it has effect on, that's 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 up for debate. Right. You know, are humans the only problem? And or can we reverse it? Like that's sort of the, well, because there's no, no carbon can't. tax, this, that. No, we I, can't. I don't know that we necessarily not, can. Not without not without causing some other sort of damage to the environment. And not with this number. Like if we wanted to like say keep uh radiation right out of the right. atmosphere. And so we we spray chemicals in the atmosphere that then dim the amount of light coming from the sun and the right. amount of radiation. So our planet cools that way. But we what can plants do that. are going to die? <laughs> but what plants are going to die in the process? What humans are going to die in the process? And how is that chemical going to affect on that large magnitude going to affect the whole ecosystem? Right. So almost every time you come up with a solution, you create another problem. However, it's not a climate change, global warming, however you want to, however you want to phrase it, isn't about saving the planet. It's about making fucking money. Yeah. Because, and this has been a couple of years now, but carbon tax, carbon tax, carbon tax, carbon yeah. tax. Yeah, tax the carbon. We, you ever, hey, normal people, you want to feel like you're doing something for global warming? Pay your carbon tax. Pay your carbon tax. Yeah. You give the government a certain amount of money, and the government is supposed to use it for clean energy, quote unquote. Now, Matt, hold on. <clears throat> but, but. You feel good because you've paid your carbon tax and you feel like you're doing something and your behavior doesn't change at all. Right. You just but you simply pay a tax and feel good about it. Plate. Kind of like tithing. <laughs> yeah. You're not changing anything by giving the church Full 10%. Circle. Yeah. You're simply uh, paying a, a tax. You're, you're paying your temple yep. tax to make yourself feel good to, uh, um, and I'm going to coin a phrase here, emotionally masturbate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, to how good you feel because you've given money and that solves your problem. That's that's all you need to do for the poor. Check your box. Yeah. You've checked your box. You've done your bit. One and done. Uh, it's no different than what the carbon tax is going to do. We're not going to. No, no liberal is going to actually go out there and do something about global warming. Right. They're going to save their trash bags and take them down to the recycler, recycle and good place for them. like an idiot who because ninety percent of the recycling places are landfills in this country. <laughs> just take their shit to the landfill. Right. Anyway. Yeah, it's, the whole global warming debate is all a long con to make everybody in the world have to pay a carbon tax. And the more money you make, right, the larger house you have, right, the higher your carbon tax. Mm-hmm. Are multinational companies going to get taxed on the carbon? Nope. It'll all be user end. It won't be the creators, right? It of won't the problem. be Nestle <laughs> with right. all their excessive packaging. Right. It'll be because... This product contains excessive packaging. There is a 10% tax on it. If you want to buy it. If you want to buy it. That's right. It'll all be user end taxes. None yeah. of it will be on creator end. Yeah. Well, I, for one, don't think we have enough taxes, man. So, uh, you know. If you hit your head. <laughs> I've hit something. Uh, which is why every single day of my life, I feel like I'm grabbing my ankles for the government. It was a rape joke. Yeah. It was. Well. Um. That's why that's why I keep a, a freedom butt plug in at all times. <laughs> I have a red, white, and blue butt plug with a gold star on the end. Stick that up. Five pointed star? Every uh six pointed. Yeah. Every time I, I that's right. stick that up the, the bum. Yeah. Keep that in there at all times unless I'm You say three God bless Americas and pooping. Put it up there. Yep. Yeah. And that way when the government comes along to rape me, I just and I'm primed. I'm ready to go. Ready to roll. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loosey-goosey. And you say, oh, freedom's here. Yeah. To give me what I deserve. Yep. No tearing involved. That's right. No tears. <laughs> Just let the government take what it wants. How is Rebecca St. James, by the way? 
<laughs> Great episode, by the way. It's tremendous. It was real good. Um, <coughs> see, now, look at that. So that, that was an hour and 45 minutes. We're to the point now, and I'm going to put this out into the universe. If a radio station wanted to have us on, we have enough content to do a three-hour program with well, commercials. Sure, sure, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Matt's tired of cooking. Yeah. I'm tired of Amazoning. And we both grew up as fake Christians, so we know how to not swear when we don't need to not swear. Exactly. You know? We both still have parents that we do that around. Yeah, exactly. I do that to my mom all the time. It was funny, my mom. Oh, absolutely, I do. <laughs> my mom sent, uh, she was quoting somebody the other day, and she said, shit, but there was a space between all of them, and I was just like, well, that's kind of odd. And then she immediately sent, she, and then she immediately sent another message and said, I was spelling that, not saying it. And I was like, I, I don't. Wait, so she she said S H I T yeah. over text? Yeah. Yep. But with that, yeah, I know. I know. Just I think your mother is autistic, dude. <laughs> well, that would explain her four fucking kids. I uh, Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Just get, I was like, what? Um Your mom is autistic. It takes more C B D companies to go to bed. <laughs> CBD gummies, you're fucking great, by the way. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Helps the anxiety. Yeah. Helps with the pain. The inflammation. I love that. That's a fucking medical buzzword. Inflammation. It's not a thing. Everybody's inflamed. Have you seen we, who's president? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Everybody's Anyhow. got their danders in a rough. Everybody's That's right. got their panties in We're an uproar. Inflamed. Yeah. Uh, even Rebecca St. James is inflamed, especially now that she's married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. That being said, I think we're going to fuck around with the Zoom thing. Uh, who knows? You may post that every, every week. That'd, okay. be, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fun as shit. Who knows? You yeah. Know, whatever. Have people call in. Random people call in. Awesome. Speaking of random people, uh, new listeners to the show recently. There you go. Um, so, so we're up to like six now, right? I guess so, yeah. But That's somebody <laughs> who said that they listen to the show occasionally or have listened to the podcast in the, in the, in the past and they're a fan. Nice. Uh, some, I think you may know Luke Coglin. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, his parents uh, come to the restaurant on quite a regular basis, I, f- I recently found out. Nice. So, yeah, they were in a couple weeks ago and for a Friday night or something like that, and Luke was with them. Hadn't seen him in years. And there's nothing that makes your busy Friday night better than somebody saying, Hey, Matt, come on out to the dining room. Well, you know, no, it was, it was good. <laughs> I listened to the show. Yeah, go, yeah. And, go and talk to him. It was actually one of my, uh, one of the waitresses comes back and she says, uh, Hey, Matt, the Coglins are here. I was like, Oh, cool, cool, cool. I'll be out there in a minute. And then she was like, and Luke's here too. I'm like, oh shit, my nigga Luke. And I threw down what I was working on and went out there immediately. Nice. Because I hadn't seen him in like a decade. And went, Nice. Yeah, I was his leader in, in Iwana and stuff coming up and, you know. So a lot of Re- Rebecca St. James? A lot of Rebecca St. James, yeah. <laughs> a lot of winter jam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's true. We, we have a unique perspective, uh, at least when it comes to that sort of stuff, that only people that were raised exactly like us understand. Yeah. Midwest. Like when Dan was on, and he's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Raised in the Midwest. Yeah. Only Christian music. Yep. In church every time the doors are open. Yep. Homeschooled. Mm Mm-hmm. My man. Yeah. That's how I live. Weird sexual urges. (laughs) Oh, God. Dude, we should- No, that's not not even a joke. That's 100% true. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't- I Yeah. Like, we should should do an episode that we record, but don't release- and it can only be released after both of us are dead. Oh, okay. And it's, yeah. and it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. And it's, and it's just where we discuss that. Yeah. It's titled episode XXX. That's right. And we just, we just, it's just, it's like we were raised this way and this is the bullshit we deal with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These are the, you kink, feel me, dog? these are the kinky, weird corners of my mind. <laughs> exactly. And not even sex stuff, just life. Just, kinky yeah, stuff. just weird shit. Yeah. 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 
like like even because you you've learned to be more of a human about it yeah but like like when you and dano first met me and and like Dano's main reaction, like why do girls in, in ankle length skirts always give me boners? Doesn't matter what the girl looks like. If if she's wearing a skirt that's going from waist all the way down to ankle, yeah, boner, instant, instant. boner. That's right. But like like you and Dano, when you first started hanging out and stuff, you just realized you're like, what the fuck is with this dude? Yeah. And then you you kind of came along, and that's you know when we done the we started doing the show and become good friends and stuff. And you were like, okay, I I get it. He's one of my people. Yeah, yeah. Fucked up. Yeah. He's weird. He's got some shit. Yeah. But like Dan was telling you, like, what the fuck? What's the deal here? And yeah. It's like you don't know unless you went through it. Like he, he, it's he like will honestly still get to surprise to these this day. Oh when yeah. Something comes out and he's like, he's like, How? what? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like freaking out because like this is so this, weird. This yeah. Is not, this is not normal behavior. And we're like, no, it's that's no, it is yeah. for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. There it was. There it was. <sighs> so one ninety five, I think. We're really getting up there. Yeah, we're gonna have to have a little anniversary party at two hundred. Sure. We'll do. I, I, we'll do a live stream. Or we something. can have cocaine or hookers, uh, or not both. Not both. That's just. It's not in the budget. Can we play Russian roulette though? <laughs> <laughs> that's fu- that's fucked up. Only if no cops come. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody out there in Audio Land. I'll bet you never heard old Marshall Dillon say, Miss Kitty, have you ever thought of running away? Settling down, would you marry me? If I ask you twice and beg you pretty please. She'd have said yes in a New York minute. They never tied a knot. His heart wasn't in it. He just stole a kiss as he rode away. He never hung his hat up. At Kitty's place I should have been a cowboy I should have learned to roll and ride Wearing my six shooter Riding my pony on a cat and drive Stealing a young girl's hearts Just like Gene and Roy Singing those campfire songs Oh, I should have been a cowboy Sidekick with a funny name Running wild through the hills Chasing Jesse James Ending up on the brink of danger Riding shotgun for the Texas Rangers No West, young man Haven't you been told California's full of whiskey Women and ghosts sleeping out all night Beneath the desert stars With a dream in my eye and a prayer In my heart should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll and ride. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive. Stealing a young girl's hearts. Just like Gene and Roy. Singing those campfire songs. Oh, I should have been a cowboy.
production of Tripod Broadcasting.